What's good, y'all? This is Dom. What's up, guys? It's Isaac. And this is Streetball episode 30. We had our Curry episode already, so you know we got to go off today. All right, we got a lot of good stuff. Obviously, we're talking about the NBA playoffs. We got a few high school. What's that? I said stop writing out the games. (laughs) I'm kidding, though. Keep going. Uh, Okay. Uh, So we got a lot of good stuff in the NBA playoffs. Obviously, some high school stuff. And you know we have too much content to talk about with the Balls Life All-American game. So let's get it. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn on your notifications. Ring that bell. All right. Lakers. All right. I'm so yeah. nervous right now. I'm so nervous. You're nervous? Hell yeah, man. Come on. Lakers uh, are up right now. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a good spot. We didn't expect this. Remember the beginning of the season, bro? We were we, You were in shambles. I know. Before I know. season started, you were in shambles. I know I know you're hyped right now, but I mean, yeah, you, you got you to gotta get the dub, man. You got to win the series. It's not over. Yeah, so, hey, so for our, our listeners that are living in a rock the last month, uh, that haven't seen this. The Lakers started off with the Western Conference semis versus the Golden State Warriors up 3-1. And now we're to game six. And uh, after a really good win by the Golden State Warriors last night. So I'm, that's why I'm really nervous. You see this right here. No. Um, hey, man, I don't know who's going to pull this out. AD's hurt again. I mean, he's back, right? We got we still got AD, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Dominic, you're going for the Lakers. I'm kind of a Warriors fan too. I don't know, man. I'm not all in on the on the Lakers. Like, I can't say I want the I want. I think I think I'm rooting for the Warriors, bro. I hate to say it. I know you'd be mad why at me. You, why are you rooting for the Warriors? For what? Because I, I just think Steph is like that. I like Steph's game. He's <laughs> guard who does like abnormal things. Yeah, I feel you, man. But at the same time, like you do want to see the Kings win. You got to respect greatness. I feel you. And the Warriors have been good for so long. They've been on top of the league. Every year that they've been healthy so far, since like 2016 or 2015, they've been in the finals or they've won the finals. Uh, every time they lost, it was either because of injury or whatever it may be. They have the best, uh, this this team in particular had to run the best regular season team ever. Um, but I think the real funny thing about this series is the Warriors talking about how much the Lakers are flopping. Um, after game four, after we had a really close comeback win versus the Warriors, Steve Kerr says the Lakers are doing a good job at flopping during an interview. And Darvin Ham actually uh, bit back at this during game five at the end of the first quarter. My, my, you know, my personal plea to the NBA, you know, I think we can, we can do better um, in terms of cleaning up the flopping. In the meantime, I give the Lakers credit for the, the, the plays that they've been able to sell. Yeah, well, that, oh, that clip right there was pretty crazy, man. You think they're flopping or what? I don't need you covering up for the Lakers, bro. What do you think, Damo? Bro, I just think, honestly, you can see the field goal percentages uh, and, like, the the composition of the shots being taken. Um, okay. The, I Lakers see are t- the Lakers are taking a lot more, I, I would say, going to the basket a lot more than the Warriors probably in the entire series. The, the Warriors are shooting a lot of jump shots, which – you know, like it comes down to having less free throws, but I don't think the Lakers are open to flopping. They're not flopping any more than any other NBA team does, in my opinion. Yeah, let's check out LeBron's uh, response to this. Uh, a team that um, you know goes out there looking for for for, 
or flopping opportunities. That's just not us. It's never been. It's actually never been in any team that I've played on in my 20 years where we've been a flopping team. Um, you know, but it is what it is. They have the right to say what they want to say, or you know. But the game is always one in between. Mm. I mean, you're gonna say that on TV anyway. You know, <laughs> no, nah, we don't flop. You're not gonna say, yeah, we flop. We uh. We cheat the refs every time. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna go out there and say that. You know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is, bro. So I don't. I mean, I take that to I take that to heart, but not really. Like, like if you're a flopper, you're not gonna go on national TV and say you flop on purpose. But I mean, after this, like, you think the Lakers are gonna get it done, um, or do you think that we're not going to? Uh, or do you think that do you think that the the Warriors are gonna uh, force game seven? What do you think? Uh, I think the Lakers are gonna take it honestly, but I can't count out the Warriors. We never we never counted out the Warriors from jump. Yeah, but LeBron does have an aggravated foot, so if LeBron doesn't play, man, Warriors, we need LeBron out there. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I'm not I'm not counting the Warriors out. Been said this: the Warriors been there, done that. That don't count them out. I feel you. I'm I'd be nervous too. Man. I mean, the Lakers haven't lost at home either, and I don't know how long. Like, uh, it's it's been a really long time since we lost at home, uh, including the playoffs. We're undefeated, so I have a lot of confidence in us. Uh, even though AD went out with an injury last game, but um, we're gonna see right here. Uh, AD can super. It looked like he was concussed. I was scared, but at, upon further review, it looked like he just got clipped in his temple a little he bit. Got- he got he got rocked, bro. I could from the from this angle right here. So I have to show a different angle. He got rocked. Look at his head just go down. So, I mean, I already got he got wheelchair to the back, right? Yeah, and Kavon know. got a heavy ass elbow. Goddamn! <laughs> Shout out Kavon's elbow, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Strong ass elbow. No question, man. But um, all things all things considered, I really think the Lakers are get to get it done tomorrow night. But we'll see. I mean, I'm just. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay grounded right now because I'm so nervous since the team we're playing is so tough. But I'll, I'll give them a chance. See if they can do it. All right. Nuggets versus Suns. All right. Jokic has been dominating the entire series, and it sounds like nobody's talking about it. He had a game where he had 47, 17, and 17. That's you see great. right here. Like he's had multiple 40-point games in this series. In spite of that, more of the talk has been about KD, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns, who have, you know, endured a lot of stuff where they came back and and they they you know they came back in the series this that and the other, lost Chris Paul, still even at two two, and now um, now we're at three two. So um, the one of the interesting things about this series right now, Dees, is that you know back in Game Three or Game Four, there's a scuffle between. Jokic and it seemed like a fan, which happened to be the owner of the Phoenix Suns, Jeff Ishbia, I, I believe his name is, and he was holding the ball and Jokic was trying to take it from him. And Jokic ended up getting fined twenty five thousand dollars for his altercation with the with the owner. Now, my question for you is: is if it was anybody else besides the owner, do you think the same thing would have happened, or do you think the roles would have been flipped and the guy would have gotten kicked out? What do you think? Um, I think the same thing would have happened. 
touches a fan like that. He he purposely threw a little elbow out there. So I think regardless, he would have got fined. But it looked like the owner tried to swipe the ball away from him at first. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm saying is, I mean, but he's just trying to take the ball. He's not pushing him. Jokic did the right. push. But I think it should have evened out. Like, why are you reaching for the ball? Okay. You want to get in this basketball game too? I'll throw you a little the elbow right there too. So I don't know. Right. right. Get out. Get my face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I can see why he got fined. I mean, you can't hit the owner like that's bad. That's the over. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I'm trying to take out the ball, and one of the fans is holding it. I highly doubt he thought he knew it was the owner. Um, oh. I'm trying to get it out of his hands too. You know what I mean? Right. And if you don't give it to me, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So, um, but one of the storylines on on the other side, we talked about Jokic going crazy this series. KD has struggled mightily. Um, you know, and and not on regular standards, but on his own standards, he has struggled. Uh, shooting the basketball, CP3 got hurt in game two, which, you know, you can debate whether that's good or bad, you know. So because, you oh, know, it's click. a curse. We talked about yeah, this. Exactly. Find out the curse could be broken. He's cursed, bro. The signs, I'm not even betting on the signs no more, bro. It's over with. Exactly. So my question is, is like, uh, what do you think, like, how is how's Phoenix managed to win two games in spite of all the obstacles that they – no, not enough team chemistry. Like KD has only played a few games with his team. You um, told me about this. From, you told me about all this early on, and I disagreed. And you were right because I thought this was nasty, and they're just not meshing well, man. Damn. I mean, CP3 getting hurt isn't good either. But oh, it is. didn't he get hurt last time? The last time he was in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. What is bro, he? He gets, he gets hurt every year at the wrong time, bro. It always happens. Never fails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wipe my tail. Shout out to Blue Schools. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. That's going crazy. So, question for you. Yeah, I like that one. That was different. But go on. Keep going. <laughs> do you think that this series is over in six? Or do you think Phoenix can force a game seven? And if they do, do you think that they can win on the road in Denver? Over in six, bro. Denver about to get that ass, bro. The CP3's hurt. KD's struggling. It's over with, bro. I, I believe, man. I don't believe no more. It's over with. CP3 has a curse. That's the issue. You got to get rid of it. You can't do it with CP3, bro. It's, it's not doable with CP3. Gosh. I, I respect it. I respect it. Uh, I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way, to be honest. But you know what? And to be fair, I didn't think Phoenix could win two games at home either, back to back. So yeah. I've seen crazier things happen, like Philly. Docking Boston on the road twice already in the series, up 3-2, including two road wins that, one, um, Joel Embiid was not a part of, our, our new league MVP, game one, Philly went in there and stole one. And then this last game right here, uh, one in blowout fashion, quite frankly. Um, was, so we're going back to Philly tonight. Um, and my question for you is, is, is this series over tonight, or will Boston force a Game Seven? Um, I think this one's going to Game Seven. This is a real grudge match right here. It's, it's getting forced to Game Seven. But James Harden, that man had what? What is it? Uh, a playoff career high. He had forty-five points in Game. What game was, was game it? Game. One. Yeah. Oh, Game, game One. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know, James Harden. Yeah. Hey, I'm a James Harden. Man, I, I really, that's probably my favorite player in the NBA. I'm not going to lie to you. I love James Harden's game. He just got it. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on James Harden. He deserves it. It's time. It's time to win, bro. You know what? I was telling somebody this the other day. Um, the Sixers are playing like the team of destiny. Someone, you know, like that team that, oh, like, bro, I, I dealt with this myself as a player. UC Irvine, when we won, we made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. And I remember we limped our way into the postseason, bro. And right when that when that Big West tournament started, it just like it seemed like everything was going our way at the right time. And when I watch these, this Philly team play, it feels like the same thing. Like, how are you going to steal a road game at game one without Joel Embiid? And James Harden hasn't scored 40 points until this series, his entire Philly career. Like, these type of things are falling into place. While the things for the other teams aren't falling into place. Al Horford can't make a shot to save his life. Boston, whose defense has been good all year, is just suddenly lackluster. Um, I I don't like. I just feel like they're playing like the team of destiny. I also think I also feel like the Lakers are playing like the team of destiny. That's why I'm really nervous. But I would love to see the Sixers and the Lakers meet up in the finals. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a crazy series. I would love to watch that actually. Because I'm a James, like I said, James Harden. He always brings some flashes, some oohs and eyes. Yeah. Need so need. you so who are we calling this series? Who's winning it? Because by the time this we get here next week or two weeks from now, it's gonna be over. Put my money on James Harden, Philly. I pray Philly gets it. Hey, three stripe live, baby. Three stripe live. Three stripe, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Last but not least, the Heat continue as the eighth seed in the East to almost dominate. Um, today, they actually uh, they they're up in the series three one against the New York Knicks, but Jalen Brunson goes forty eight minutes in Game Five to to force a Game Six. What are you um, um, what are you thinking of the series right here, Isaac? Like, uh, how, who who stood out to you so far, and who's who's been bad to you? Who, who do you think? Man. Um... I don't know, but the Heat, the Heat are doing their thing early on. I just don't, I'm not really like, I'm not loving this series though, bro. It's probably my least least favorite series. So I don't, I don't. It's the an Heat, all blue, it's an all blue college series. They yeah, out there. The Heat better just get through this one, bro. Get the dub and I'm, I'm watching, I need to see the next series because this is a breeze. I think this one's a breeze for the, for the Heat, man. I don't think this is. You know, one of the things I wanted to touch on is, uh, I guess both teams uh, handling of injuries. So New York Knicks, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson both have a bum knee, I mean ankle. And Emmanuel Quickly's out with a lower leg injuries too. Um, if if Quickly was in the game and Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson were 100%, do you think the series would be going any differently right now? Oh, no, it'd be a grudge match for sure. But considering that those guys are out, bro, it's wraps. So the heat are <laughs> – Knocking it out the park. You know, Jimmy Butler is going to spaz out, bro. Come on now. So do you think at the end of this game, we're, we're talking about, I think it's Friday. Um, by the end of Friday, uh, will the Heat be in the Eastern Conference Finals or will we be in a game seven? It's over with. Heat are going to the finals. Over. Over. Heat, over. heat are this one. Come on over. now. Over. 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 Hey, man, I, I, I'm actually thinking some of the same. Um, the Heat... The heater like that. What's up?
the heater like that and they're they're coming for heads and they they, they strap up bro they just couldn't hit a, a basket to save their lives all season and now they're actually scoring so they're a really dangerous team i'm, I'm excited to see them play in the eastern conference finals against the Not Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, <laughs> bro. You know, you know the uh, you know these players activate during the playoffs. Oh, How they, do these activate? they stay activated during the playoffs, during the offs. All right, so all right, now we get to move to my favorite segment, NBA Elite Feet. All right, we got a like we had we had three weeks off, so we have some we have some five wow. of the best five of the best silhouettes from the playoffs thus far. Um, and maybe some controversial ones, but we'll see. All right, first off, KD dropped his new KD 16 on the first round of playoffs. Oh, my Don't God. do that. Don't do that to me, Daniel. Come on, bro. I was having such a, I was having such a great day until I saw those shoes. Yeah, the, 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 man, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, bro, you didn't have to do that to me, man. You made me sick to myself. All right. Man, that caught me off guard for real. Here's my real first selection. KD rocking a new colorway of his KD 16, which he dropped at the beginning of the playoffs. He's he sported a black colorway, a red colorway, and now we're seeing this one more like a galaxy type feel. I really love it. Um, Nike did it again with these KDs, bro. I haven't seen one KD that I haven't like liked a little bit or a lot, but they keep getting better with the with the design of these, and I'm a big fan. Yeah, these are dope. I like the like you said the galaxy type colors and now this is this is a nice shoe right here i mean it looks it looks comfortable i like the right here on the on the side of the shoe it's like a bubble type texture or no it's like an indent i can't really tell from that yeah. photo but um yeah these, these are it these are these are these are solid i mean they're not the craziest not the best but they're solid they're doable nah man but if you've seen the other colorways bro like this, yeah, this shoe has a the shoe has the potential of having some crazy type of like designs around it, especially, and it's going to be popular since it's a mid. We lost the Kyrie on the Nike side. This right here is more like a mid-size shoe where uh, guards and forwards can wear them. So be on the lookout for that one. I'm really excited for that one. All right, what we got next? We got the we got the Steph the Steph Curry Flow silhouette. Yeah, bro. This is uh, the shoe that Steph dropped 50 in Game Seven. Versus the Sacramento Kings in. Uh, you see this. I, I don't really know like what the design is, but he came in there with the black and gold sneaks in game seven and let them know what a championship performance looks like. So these shoes are iconic just based on the uh the performance he had in them. And you know, we're we're I'm not a big fan of these curries, you know, they don't look the best, but I I, I like when they get creative and do crazy stuff on a shoe like this. Yeah, these are nice. And like you said, the fact that he scored 60 <laughs> in the silhouette is, yeah, 50, 50. iconic. Pretty iconic. It was his first time dropping 50 ever in his NBA playoff career. So shout out to you, Steph. Great job. Um, we're rooting for you over here. Just not tomorrow night against the Lakers. All right. Damo, I like, is it true, Damo? Uh, Curry's, Curry's don't squeak. Got no grip. That's what I heard. But... <laughs> I ain't never gonna find out because you'll never catch me dead nose. Hey, he, hey, he getting <laughs> 50, fifty balls in them. They must be solid. They must be decent, man. They fit him. I'm I'm happy for him, but nah, not today, buddy. All right, James Harden. This these ones are pretty special, man. I actually was gonna post the the rainbow ones he wore in the playoffs, but James Harden rocks the Chinese inspired version of the Harden Sevens. 
and gifts them to a Michigan State shooting survivor after the game. Now, you guys know a few months back, we had a mass shooting in Michigan State, which left three or four students dead. And this kid actually survived, but he's paralyzed from the chest down. So wow. James uh, actually flew him in, and James scored 42 points in the game. And then after, he gifted him the shoes. These shoes, I go crazy over these hardens every time, but now we got a new one right there. Look at them, bro. Those are so nasty. And they're red. And then just the little accent of gold, Chinese calligraphy on the back. Just, ooh, ooh. Man, I didn't, I didn't know the story. I saw this clip on uh, Instagram where he gave the, the dude his shoes. I didn't know the story behind it. That, that's that's like real touching right there, bro. That's that's crazy. That's and he scored forty two, bro. Iconic pair of shoes, just like the Steph Curry fifties. Like, we never forget what shoes he was wearing in this kind of game, man. So that's respectable. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next pair. We got the the LeBrons. The LeBron twos, ooh, throwbacks. Bro, major throwbacks. I, I get excited when I see shit like this, bro. Like, you're in the middle of the playoffs, serious clincher, and you decide to wear some of your retros just to stunt on somebody. Like, I've been doing this for 20 years, bro. I got 20 pairs of shoes that got my name on it, that got my logo on it. So, so since you call me old, Dylan Brooks, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you 40. In these old ass shoes, I respect it. <laughs> and you got was, and my kids and my kids' names on the back, and one of them coming to play in the league with me. How about that? That's crazy. Exactly, bro. So, shout out to LeBron. Brought his shoes out, came out and killed. Had some nasty, some nasty highlights in these, and forty piece of Grizzlies in 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 route to this. So, really happy for him. Um, lastly. I put the shoe on here because it's kind of new too. Just want to see what you thought about it. Trey Rocks, Trey Young Unlimited against the Celtics in the first round. Now look at these, kind of like the actual Trey Youngs, but not quite. Um, I like the colors, but this is clearly like geared towards like you know, you know maybe maybe it's cheaper. You know what I mean? Like not as crazy as the actual Trey Young shoes. Um, I'm, it's okay to me. Nothing, nothing crazy though. Yeah, you know those. What are those Adidas pairs? One of our bigs was wearing them. The pink. Are those the Trey Youngs? The pink Trey Youngs. Yeah, I feel like these are these are more supportive than those. The pink Trey Young. Like the Trey Youngs are like super. It's like a cloth. It's like wearing a sock. I don't know. I feel like these have more more support. But yeah, you know, I, lo I love the Trey's. I love Trey's game. I love his shoes. I think he drops heat, bro. I'm rocking with these. No, I would have to agree because the Trey Youngs, the actual Trey Youngs, are made of mostly cloth. Uh, yeah. which it's hard to lock down in those, especially if you move around a lot. But these look like they have more stability, um, more rubber, more more lockdown in there. So, hey, shout out to Trey with these. Now, which one is your favorite, Isaac? Man, this is easy. Actually, it's not easy. But I'm rocking with the Hardens. I'm rocking with the Hardens. I think the Hardens are fire. The, the Chinese-inspired version is is that's just dope and the concept and him giving the shoes to yeah. that's just big time man hey man i will go with these two but i want to be different i'm rocking with the kds kds oh, really? these kds right here crazy i love those like if i wore nikes and i was playing basketball i would rock these all day and 
I'm not just talking about this particular colorway. I'm talking about all of them that I've seen thus far. So shout out to you, Katie. You're on to one again, bro. Yeah. No. Tough. Tough, man. Right. Moving on, man. We got a few high school highlights, okay? Our very own Compton Magic boy, Elijah Arenas, is just taking the country by storm. Started on the 16s, but due to injuries, got moved up to the 17U uh, roster and came through and had a crazy performance on day one, dropping 21 points and a win for Compton Magic right here. Now, um, unfortunately for Elijah, man, like I guess he didn't play on a great high school team, averaged 30 a game in his freshman season, which is absolutely insane. But given all that, he's still not ranked on the ESPN Top 25. This and the others flown under the radar considerably, especially given his family name. Do you think that Elijah belongs in squarely in the top twenty-five? Oh, easily. I think Elijah's top top five because Elijah's Elijah six four six five bro could do everything. You seen him? His package is different. He has some different stuff in his in his toolbox, man. And I think I think the reason. Like you said, he's at Chatsworth. He does, he's not really seen as much out there. He's been kind of under the radar. People have mm -hmm. been hearing about him here and there, but now they heard about him. He's on the circuit, chopping, frying everybody. But, man, he, 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 could, he could hoop. Even though the competition isn't that good at Chatsworth and he might not be playing crazy competition, This he could really play against high-level competition. We saw it, bro, when he came to the practice and he was playing, playing up, 17U, giving the old kids the business, like, you got to respect it. He's special. I would have to agree with you, man. And it's yeah. crazy how, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but in SoCal, Elijah has been on my radar personally probably for four years now. I've seen him play when he was in, like, fifth grade. And, you know, like, I didn't know his mom at the time. I didn't know anybody. I just saw who his dad was. And right. without, I guess, trying to have a much bias, I just watched him play. And, bro, he was a 5 to player. He shoot, dribble. Yeah pass the ball, uh, make good IQ plays, all that stuff, only in the fifth or sixth grade. And now when we see him here, um, it's just kind of disappointing to me because I feel like the scouts that do that make these decisions should know this, that this guy is a legit, not only top 10 or top five down in the country, but also a legitimate NBA prospect. Like I'm calling it right now. It's an it's a easy call, you know? He's gonna eventually get. He's eventually gonna be up there for sure. Cause you know he's wiry, he's lengthy, and I feel right now he has still way more. Yes, way more room to develop, bro. He's barely scratching the surface. Like we know, Elijah's about to get bigger, stronger. He might grow to six, seven, six, eight. He might mm -hmm. grow still. His his body's shaped like that. Like so, man. He don't really need to grow. He's already six five, lengthy point guard. Bro, so, I'm mean, six six. So we're gonna see, but. Hey, all y'all better look out for Elijah Arenas. He's only a freshman. We got a lot more basketball to see from him in the high school realm. Um, next off, another kid that's taking everyone by storm. Not a secret, but just taking it to another level. Cooper Flagg drops 52 points in the UIBL 16 game. Um, easy money for this guy right here. You see him? Like blocks, dunks, jumpers, this, that, and the other. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like Cooper flags like six foot eight or six foot nine, um, and 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 has a lot of guard skills already. Obviously, you can see the athleticism. He's he's a total package. So um, I know we're biased in this sense because we got Coa Pete here, 
on our end, two-time state champ, content match boy, been playing 17 since he was a freshman. However, is Cooper Flag a better prospect than um, than Boozer and Koa, or is there some debate there? I don't think he's better than both of them, but I, I mean, I think he's just like them. He's a safe, he's a safe bet. He's a, he's gonna make millions of dollars playing basketball. He's gonna get drafted. He's six mm -hmm. eight doing that. Like that's some that's some NBA stuff right there, bro. Like he remind he kind of remind me of Kevin Herter when he was with the with the Hawks. He remind me kind of a little bit. Of, I haven't seen Flag enough, but I mean his highlights right there. I mean, hey, he's a white boy, put on the floor, do everything like that. That's that's tough. That's tough. You cannot sit here and begin to compare Cooper Flag with Kevin Herter. Knock it off. <laughs> All right, my bad. Wait, who's who's the dude for not, not Kevin Herter? Um, Stop. The shooter, the shooter. He went to the Sacramento Kings. Is that is yes, that Herter? You're talking about Kevin Herter. Ke yeah. Kevin Herter no. Hey, don't get it twisted. Or Bogdanovich. I'm thinking he's he's like that. Neither one of them play defense like Cooper Flag does. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know Cooper Flag had smell breath like that. That's that's bro, an addition. No, he blocked shots like crazy. Six foot nine, bro. Herder six five tops. Oh shoot, he looked lengthy to me. He looked six eight when I saw him. When I saw him play with Atlanta, he was putting it on the floor doing everything. But that's scary. Yeah. That he's six eight doing that. Gosh, that's special. But anyways, regardless, Cooper Flag, Cole Pete, um, Cameron Boozer. This class right here is one of the best ones that we've had in a long time. Those three yeah. prospects right there are like, hey, man, just throw them in the – just close your eyes, pick whatever you want to pick, you're, you're good. We've got a lot of uh, prospects in the past few years where, like, they said this is a weak draft, this, that, and the other. Like, guys going top 10, top 20 that in another draft, like with Evan and Paolo, would, uh, wouldn't even win in the first round. So – I'm really excited to see where this draft, where this high school class goes. And um, like they got a slew of other guys too. And it's 2026. Speaking of high school, Damo, Bronny committed to SC. That's crazy. That's oh, I know. Crazy. Hey, we didn't, we, you know what? When I was doing the, the run of show, I was so hyped about Ball's life that I was just trying to get something here. You know what I mean? But yeah, shout out to Bronny, signed to USC. Um, USC is going to be crazy this year. They got Isaac Collier. They just got Dennis Robin Jr. from Washington State. Um, and a slew of other guys coming back. Boogie Ellis is coming back. Kobe Johnson. Um, they're going to have to figure out how to uh, share the ball. <laughs> we'll see how it works. But, hey, if, they uh, figure it out, if they figure it out, though, they're going to be a scary team, man. No, I agree. I thousand percent agree. Um, but, bro, we only got like 10 minutes, and we, we got to talk about the Balls Life All-American game. Right. So, so first, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn your notifications, ring that bell. All right. Now, I was so mad. I had to be at, um, I had to be in Vegas at EBC Las Vegas, which was a successful event. No, like, no lie about it. But I miss me. I miss the Balls Life All American Game, bro. And you were there, so take the lead. What are we talking about? Man, the Balls Life All American Game this year was iconic. It was the tenth tenth year anniversary. We had the first women's Balls Life All-American game. That was dope. And we had Sydney Summers, who committed at halftime to San Jose State. Shout out to her. That's like my little sister, man. That was dope. So, I mean, it was, hey, man, it, it was different. That was fire. I love the women's game. It was real intense. They were going at it. The boys' game was crazy. And, let, let man, I need to talk about the, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. 
Mm-hmm. Even even the day prior to that, the park takeover, bro, the whole it was just dope. It was a real dope experience. I was happy to be there. I enjoyed it. I thought it was turned up. Energy in the building was amazing. It was yeah. up. I'm, I'm mad you weren't there, bro. We would have been up. Oh, uh, we would have been. Oh man, we would have been super up. So let's run, let's run through it, right? Obviously, we talk about um you know being the having the first women's game ever in balls life all-american history which had a slew of top 25 top 30 espn ranked women playing in the game going to some of the best colleges in the country and they quite frankly like from all the videos that i saw these girls have major game major all right right no they were they were they were going at it look right here you see her Bro, it was crazy. Um, it was intense. Girls were going ahead. They were going at it, man. They were. Man, you saw it. Like our, our, we, like I, I'm, I'm so mad that I miss this right here because you know, I obviously you know, Balls Life All American is near and dear to me. For people that don't know, I played in the first ever Balls Life All American game. Um, so and I guess every year since then, in some capacity, I've either been a part of it or just been there. So, including the last uh, Balls Life All-American game that was played before now in 2019 at the Long Beach Convention Center. That one was absolutely nutty. That was with Isaiah Mobley? Isaiah Isaiah was in that? Yep, Isaiah Mobley was in it. Big old, big old. Yeah, but let's let's go down the list. Okay, so first and foremost, um, you know, in the girls game, we just just saw um, the – the two um, MVPs of the game, obviously Sydney Summers, um, longtime family friend. Uh, we've seen her, her dad in the gym, playing. Uh, uh, he used to train you, bro. I don't think I've ever trained with uh, with Brent before, but I've I've been seeing him in the gym for about 15 years now. Been seeing Sydney grow up in front of my eyes. To see her uh, commit to Division One University, especially at the Balls Life All American Games, big time. Yeah, I mean, we have the MVPs right here. We got Madison Booker and Michaela Williams. Mm-hmm. On the MVP, they're going at it. Pretty tall too. They were tall out there, man. They were they were towering me, bro. I was walking out there at six two. It was like six five, six four. And then we got our we got our men's uh, MVPs, which both of them showed out. Kentucky bound Justin Edwards, um, top five in the country on all uh, all ranking sites. And then we had. Obviously, this year's uh, star, Marcus, Marcus Adams, Adams Jr. Jr. <laughs> hey, bro, Marcus Adams Jr. winning this game, and he showed why. All them little highlights everybody been seeing, all the things he's doing is is really what he is. He's a true, talented prospect, bro. At 6'8", could do everything, could shoot the piss out the ball. I mean, Damo, you missed it, man. He was spat, had the whole gym turned up. Marcus. Marcus did something that um, is really hard to do in an all-star game, given it's not a – like, it is a game, but it's not like – like, everybody's good, so you got your limited amount of minutes, right? Like, you're not playing the entire game like you would on your high school team, less than any other. But Marcus did something that um, most people can't do. He broke the all-time scoring record in Balls Life All-American history with 44 points. Uh, um, beating out with Stanley Johnson, who is a you know SoCal legend in his own right. Um, but I'm I'm gonna say this, and not as a 
hater or anything like that because you you and you and me both know Marcus has been on the show. Uh, we've been around him a lot this year um, at his games, the sad and the other around his family. I'm really curious to see Marcus play in a big game, like a like in not not an All Star game, but a real game. Like I, I can't oh, no, say. We know, Dama, when he goes to college, it's going to be – there's going to yeah. be a little – you know, teams are going to have a little rundown. They're going to put 6'8", other 6'8", 6'5", whatever, big body guard, defender on his ass. So he's going to have to be ready for that. I think no, quite, no, no question, but, like, he has all the physical tools. He's oh. bouncy. He's tall. He can shoot. He can pass. He, he rebounds the hell out of it. I've seen him have 30 rebounds in one game. So those aren't the issues. It's just that, like, um, I feel like – in his journey, he hasn't played in a ton of big time environments. So I'm really curious to see how he like, and I'm not talking obviously balls like all American, the real environment, but it's an all-star game environment, which is way different. Like you there's no pressure, win or lose. You shoot this, shoot that. Um, you see AJ Johnson dunking on somebody. This highlight reel was crazy, boy. Jeremy Kane's in the building, Devin Williams, uh you, you see, you see a ton of guys that are going to be the future face of college basketball and some even the NBA. Um, but I, I don't know how many times uh, Marcus has played in a like a real game, big time environment. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that I think he hasn't had experience with, and I'm really curious to see how he does with that in the next level at Kansas, especially. Bog Allen Fieldhouse sells out every game. Old people, young people, students players um uh all that is a uh, really like they, they stand up the entire game it's crazy i played there my senior year fall gallon field house is different and all the all the venues that you'll be playing on the road at at kansas it's, it's gonna be insane but the main Sorry. event marcus stole the show but usually the main event of all these slam of all these uh all-star games is the slam dunk contest so Right. Know, this year, this year was wild. They cold ball. Yeah, these highlights. I, I saw. I, 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 I saw a guy go. I saw a guy go under the legs. Not right. between the legs. Under the legs. No, that was. Oh, oh, it's bouncy as hell, bro. Bro, you have to have some type of body control, hella body control, to be able to go behind your back. Are off of one foot, like dog. Who can do that? I can, like the guys that do windmills off of one foot or like a bay off of one foot. Like, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is what I'm talking about. He had the whole gym make a runway for him. He got it down here, knocked it back. It was like, oh my gosh, bro. Off of one foot, too. That that makes it 10 times more impressive, dog. Shit, crazy, man. Like your body control has to be insane. I haven't seen this since Zach Levine back in uh, 2017. No, 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 before that, like 2014, Zach Levine came out there with the one foot bounce and just absolutely stole the show. Like one foot bounce, explosive one foot bounce looks crazy. Like I didn't know. Like, oh, okay. We had DT pull up. We had DT pull up the 18 foot in the draft for the Bulls. Yeah, he was odd when uh, when he. He jumped over him and got the dunk. Bro, like, Isaac, you as a hooper, you know this, bro. Like, if you if you went off of one foot with contact, you're going off. You're done. falling away. You go off of two, you got more stability. 
Imagine trying to do a, a under the leg dunk, like under the legs dunk off of one foot. Like how much, how strong your body has to be. So impressive, man. Like the Balls Life All-American game has some of the best in the country come through. And you're seeing it right here with the product. Ooh. Uh, the takeaway with David Silver was crazy. Outside too? What what is going on? We had the we had the high school players playing out there too. Marcus jumped in. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Bro. The two MVP, the two MVPs were actually playing in the park takeover the day before. Man, Marcus to play anywhere. That's the one thing I that's the one thing I will say about him. He'll play in the park. He'll play in the he'll play in the all-star game. He'll play at the uh, he'll play on a little court in the backyard. It don't matter. Marcus will play anywhere, anytime. So hey, Jerry McCain, Jerry McCain came out there real quick and showed a little flash too. I was like, ooh, okay. Oh, did he? Yeah, Jerry came with a crazy layup right here. Ooh, got fouled, smacked him. Steph Curry layup floater. Bro, Ugh. we have so many videos right now, and if we really did the extent of what this deserves, we would probably the show probably had to be an hour and a half. Just be honest. Oh, bro, that's the I have. The tenth yeah, year, bro, like, yeah, tenth year, man. It, it's insane to see where it's come from. You guys remember? I mean, Danny. We, I don't know. I don't know if Danny was around back then, but like to come from Cal State Fullerton, the way that we have uh, in that first Balls Life All American game, uh, having the practice at a uh, Players Edge, all that. Um, it's it's insane, like to see where it's come to now. So shout out to the Balls Life team to, for growing this, even after a four year hiatus, still getting it getting it done the way that they did at a high level. So shout out to y'all, and I'm going to be regretting this for a long time that I wasn't able to be there. So <laughs> it is what it is. But um, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel and turn on your notifications, ring that bell. All right, Street Ball Cup of the Week, baby. Man, who's going let's first? Get to it. You want, me to, you want me to take it first or you got it? Hey, man, do your thing, baby. Do your thing. Take off. This is a fun takeover the day before. We had Wesley Yates out there, ESPN Top 50, going at it with Nas. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster, go out and take these cookies real quick. Watch what happens next. Cookie. Cookie. He did not put the cookies in his pocket. That's some bad boy shit. And then he hit the shot. Oh, oh my god, bro! That is insanity. Body back throwing money in the air, bro. I'm telling you that that, that takeover was jumping, jumping. Uh, you missed that one, though, right? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. No, I put up. You missed that one too. You put, I put up that too. Yeah, yeah, I was at the takeover. Oh, yep. Man, takeover. Sick. Hey man, I need I need a balls life jacket though. So I know everybody had the hey, balls life jacket on. I need one, man. I need one. All right. This is that's that's a public service announcement to all y'all. All right. So let's start with my street ball cup of the weekend. Let's see what we got. Look, I got my man. You oh, know, my. I like I like to glorify white boy bounce on here. Because you know, white boys, you know, are evolving. Okay. Right. Evolving every day, and we see this right here. We talked about one leg balance and one leg, uh, you know, uh, steadiness. And that my man, uh, off the steel, probably took two or three dribbles, got the one leg windmill nastiness. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who this is, but 
You know, I always pull my clips off of Ball's Life, but whoever you are, you're in Wyoming, Wisconsin, Delaware, wherever you're at, Connecticut. Shout out to you, bro. This is nasty. That's a tough dunk, man. He was real close to the rim, too, and he winded it down, did the windmill. That was that was a big time dunk. He's athletic. That's real athletic. Hey, he must have been on the he must have been on the Vertimax, bro. Something like that, man. Something like that. He must have been on the Vertimax. Um, all right, y'all. Well, we're out of time. Uh me and Isaac are gonna lab together tonight because that's what we do. We get better in here. All right. We're gonna be off next week, but be on the lookout for episode 31 the week after that. Uh, we'll be previewing a lot of things, including Magic Memorial Day is coming up, baby. I'm excited for that one, baby. I'm excited. But yeah, uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe to Balls Like Podcast Number Channel. Turn in your notifications and ring that bell. With that being said, my name is Dom. My name is Isaac. And it's a street ball. We out.